Hello there, Mike. Hello, Julian. Who have we got on tonight? Tell you who we've got on tonight. We're going to get an insight into the life and times of Wendy Nevins. Ex-BVNA president. Fantastic. Indeed. Let's get her in. Yay. Hi, I'm Mike Brampton. And my name is Julian Hope. Welcome to Veterinary Ramblings. Okay, so let's let's turn the clock back. Let's go back in time. Way, way back in time. So what what made you become a veterinary nurse in the first place, Wendy? Okay, so bit of a random story. And sometimes when I um, hear of all the student nurses who have struggled to get a place and it's something they've always wanted to do and they've taken ages to get there, I feel a little bit guilty because I sort of fell into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, doing my A-levels and I had to do work experience I had to resit my GCSEs mm-hmm. so I had to do work experience at school then I had to do work experience when I resat my GCSEs then I got to my A-levels and the college said you know go off and do work experience by this point I thought it's just like this is I, I had a job anyway uh, I was going to go off to uni I was going to be a teacher. Okay. I was doing theatre studies and English literature. Okay. So I was going to be a drama teacher. That was it. Uh, hey, well, Why did I need to do work experience again? So I said to my mum, just write a letter. Just say I'm working for your company. You know, so hmm. I can have a, two weeks off. And she was like, no. Get out there and do something. So I'm like, oh... You know. Oh, mom! Oh, oh mom! Hey, you shower me! Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, mom! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was said, a teenager once as well. Were you? Allegedly, um, still am. But right. the story. Carry, carry on. <laughs> so I said, but I don't know what I, I want to do. So my mom said, try something different. You like dogs? Guide dogs for the blind was the centre was was not too far away. So I wrote for a moment. No. So I said, oh, I said, no, mum. So she said, why don't you try the local vets? And I went, oh, I don't know about that. I wasn't too confident with cats. Mm-hmm. Me and cats didn't gel. And I said to her, I said, oh, if I see blood, that's, I'm, uh, I'm a bit, no. Um, but I thought, my mum said, I've got to do it. So I wrote to the local vets thinking they'd just say no, but they didn't, they said yes. So I was like, oh, bastards. Okay. I didn't work out how, plan, did it? How could they? Rude. Rude. Anyway, so by the end of a work first week, I just thought, this is it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything else. This is what I want to do. Um, oh, wow. The end of the first week? Yeah. Wow. So, so what, what about it made you think that? Was it the, the, the animals, have, the work, what? I have no clue. It, it, ju- it just clicked. And... That's what I wanted to do. So then I had to explain to my mum, it's all your fault. I'm leaving college. I don't want to go back. The, practice, the nurse who was um, coming to the end of her training, so she was about to qualify, was leaving that September. So they said, yeah, you can start in September, Wendy. Wow. And this was in sort of July. Right. Um, where we did work experience. So okay. I so- 30 years ago, was that for, mm, Rana then? It was 
post-RANA, wasn't it? Uh, no, yes, it was post-RANA. Um, so my RCVS enrolment date was the 2nd of September, 1991. Wow. Um, because I didn't do so well in my GCSEs because I had to retake, I only got one the first time round. It was an A in drama. Um, <clears throat> Excellent. Surprise. Um, so um, I had to resit them and then it was just, you know, difficult. So I never knew if I'd actually get onto the, the, you know, be accepted by the RCVS. So when I got that letter to say yes, I was like, oh, uh, that's what the date's embedded. Um, and I've still got the letter. Mm-hmm. So I was so chuffed. It was before MVQ, it was the little green book. Oh, yeah. So we did yep. prelims the first year and finals the second. Um, and it was before multiple choice questions came out as well. Generally wow. in the world. Probably. <laughs> um, and we had to do those spot tests where you walked into a room and there were 30 stations set around the oh, room. We had the steeplechase. And the buzzer went yep. off. Mm. and you just lost it you didn't write anything down you only had to move on to the next station and there was a task and a question and you got mm. like it was probably longer than 30 seconds but it, it just felt like no time at all um, this sounds brilliant what, what were those what were what were there at these stations then terrifying tasks i can remember one it was a microscope identify the ectopath i couldn't even focus it in time <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. You just, you just, it would get you into a panic. I had to um, invigilate in one of these exams once, and uh, it was so tempting that I was walking past and I saw someone writing the wrong answer. So tempting to go, <laughs> I, just, I thought, I can't do this. I can't invigilate anymore because I will just grab the pen and say, no, you fool, it's this. So, well, I come back to this thing. So, did somebody follow you around the room with the clipboard? No, there was um, a group of you going in. So, if there was oh, like right. 10 students, you'd start off on station sort of one to 10, and then the buzzer would go and you'd all move on to the next one okay. and, and take your own sort of answer sheet with you. We used to love, we had those at college. I, I used to love them because to me, they were just little quizzes. Yeah, uh, I, I remember Torture. during my finals, there were two funny things that happened in the steeplechases. Uh, one was um, one was our medical steeplechase, and I had um, gosh, who who was she? One of the um, examiners from Bristol Uni asking me about um, about a case. She said, uh, you know, "Imagine we've got a dog on this table." So they couldn't actually have any live animals in the steeplechase. Imagine we've got a dog on a table and. I'm the owner, and I come in talking about these signs, you know, explain, explain your physical examination and workup. And I started examining it and saying what I was examining, and I said, this isn't one of those cases where I'm feeling it, and you suddenly say, actually, he's 12 inches high and you're playing with his willy. And I thought, <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say that in an exam, should I? And I looked at her, and at Francis Barnett, and she looked back at me, and there was this faint hint of a smile, and she said, no, I think we're running out of time. I said, okay, okay, quick. <laughs> And, and the other one was I was I was two stops behind this um, uh, guy in my year called Nigel, really nice guy from from Jamaica, and so laid back as, as only uh, only a Jamaican can be. Uh, and I could just hear him saying as the examiner was saying, "Okay, I'm going to have to hurry on this." No, 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 you know, in a real life situation, there could be a dog's life on the line here. Okay, allow me the respect to take my time over this. 
because I cannot rush to diagnosis. <laughs> the exam was so taken back. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, it's a terrifying experience. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, so, yeah. they, they are. But you obviously so passed. Yeah. 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 Okay. And very well. So um, what came next then? So I uh, trained in a, a small animal practice in um, lovely Surrey. Right. Oh, uh, what about? Uh, Hawley. Okay. I know it well. But it was one, it was a purpose-built building. I was so, so lucky. Yeah, because there um, weren't many around then, were there? No, no. One of my claim to fame was we had, uh, who is now a dame, Judy Dench as a client. Wow. So coming from leaving theatre studies and being into drama yeah. to having Judy Dench as a client, wow. I just like oh, froze and dribbled a little bit the first time I saw Amazing. her. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And it was before computers. There were no computer records. So the nurse went in with a vet um, because the nurse had to count all the tablets and, um, mm-hmm. you know, get all the record cards out um, and, and, you know, all that type of thing. Then I failed my finals the first time. Okay. Because, well, yeah, I didn't put the effort in, basically. No, hang on. I want to hear the excuse. Oh. um, The dog hit her homework or something like that. No, the excuse was because back then my college was two hours a week. Right. So I used to Mm -hmm. get the train up from from lovely Hawley, um, used to get the train up to Victoria in London, lovely place after a day's work, Mm. then get the tube to King's Cross and then walk up to a college further up on Gray's Inn Road. Mm-hmm. So the first year was like, what was okay, because I'd, I'd go in the afternoon, so I'd get a half day Wednesday, jolly up to London, and then I was back for six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. But the, the final year or second year was straight after the first year lessons. So we, I'd do a full day travel up, and I'd be travelling back and walking from, to King's Cross about 10 o'clock at night, which was lovely. And get the tube and all the way back. So it wasn't a lot of college time, really, no. um, for somebody who didn't have a science GCSE to start with. Yeah. So that's I'm, more, I'm more concerned with you walking through the King's Cross area at night. Um, yeah, it was, for, you know. For those listening in a different country to ours, um, King's Cross is not the most salubrious of areas. Have you been recently, though? It's like totally changed. Has it? Has it? Oh, yes. I haven't been for 25 years. Oh, seriously? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. The pavements are like clean and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was a long day. So that's the excuse. All right. Okay. To be honest, many people passed. Some didn't. Uh, the ones that put the effort in did. The ones that didn't, didn't. I, I thought this way hasn't worked, working and trying to studying. I, I want to finish this. I didn't finish my A-levels. I have to complete this. So I then, because I was on the YTS. <laughs> Can you remember the YTS scheme? They paid oh, yes. My, yeah, yes. they paid for my shoes <laughs> as part of a uniform allowance. You've got the shoes. <laughs> what, what was um, my youth training scheme, wasn't it? Yes. Was youth training yeah. scheme, yeah. Training scheme. Yeah, so they, they all were training for millions, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just one of them, I think, <laughs> on the shoes alone. So they obviously didn't get the full payment until I finished the qualification. So, um, yeah, I decided that that 
uh, it wasn't working. And then I went off to uh, a three months residential at Berkshire College of Agriculture. Mm, okay. So I had to hand my notice in and leave my job. But I need to do this a different way because this hasn't worked. Sure. So I'm not just going to resit the exam. I failed for a reason. So I went it's a to... a brave thing to do, isn't it? A bit of a leap yeah. of faith. Thinking about it now, yeah. But I mean, when you're that age, you're like, what? Mm. You're invincible. You just do it. Yeah, but there's still there's, there's also an underlying determination there. Stubbornness, I think someone calls it. <laughs> I think that's someone's my husband. Uh, so, so were you married at that stage as well? No. Well then. I mean, I was a child bride, obvs, but I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Um, but I just felt that I needed to complete something. You know, I couldn't go along if I carried on starting stuff. And, you know, I started mm-hmm. my A-levels, didn't finish, had to retake my GCSEs. Something, for God's sake, woman, just finish something. Right, um, but but so where did that come from then? No idea. I've only actually just properly thought about it as you just asked me that. So, so I we know. like putting people on the spot. Do you do you think that's come from you? Is that a, is that a trait that you have ingrained in you, or was that parental nagging for for want of a better word? Where, where does that uh, determination no, because come from? When I got uh, so when I started as a trainee veterinary nurse, there was a flat with it. Right. A mandatory flat because you were on call. Yeah. It was before mm. out of hours. Um, we had a bleeper. Oh, it felt yep. so cool. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> so important. No one knew yeah. what it was. That's you know, lost its it. spark, didn't it? Eh? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I was already sort of living away from home. Mm-hmm. There, there was no strong input or steering as to which direction to go. There was support, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it wasn't, it was just something that. I thought this way isn't working. Let's find a way that does. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's come from you then, that determination yeah. to succeed. And, and three months living in a college. Way, what's the, Way. What's, what's to lose, you know? And, right. And, and the Berkshire College of Agriculture is, is, is a nice place, isn't it? It was, yeah, it was fun. It was, mm. it was, a, it was a good, hard, fun three months. Uh, the food was amazing because it's agricultural college, so... You got fry-ups every morning, sponge and pudding custard. Oh, my God. Because it was always outdoor agricultural types. Sure. So they needed loads of food. And we were just mm. like, well, we're sat down all day. Hey, it's fine. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. There was only six of us in the year, in the final year. Five of us are still in touch. Fantastic. Um, so, and one I'm still trying to track down. I've not given up yet. This determined young lady went off to college yep. and got her qualifications. Yeah. And then, then I came back home and I thought... The lights went on. Yeah. <laughs> light bulb <laughs> moment. So I needed to find somewhere to live and I needed a job. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> I've been studying since I started primary school. Vet nursing is hard. Veterinary profession mm-hmm. is hard. So... Don't judge me. No, we're not here to judge. We won't. I became an estate agent. Do you know, my brother's an estate agent, <laughs> so I won't judge you whatsoever. The, the finest tradition of, uh, of professions, uh, and uh, they're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you became an estate agent. What, what? Yeah. 
I found myself a little flat and got a, a job as a state agent because I thought I, I want to have fun for a little bit. Nine to five, Monday to Friday. Hang on. No, 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 no. Girls want to have fun with Cindy Lauper. Oh. Nine no. to five. Five. Was, that's Dolly Parton. Was oh, Dolly Parton. Oh, sorry. Dolly Parton, yeah. You're, you're mixing your... Um, so, sorry, Wendy, but yeah. yeah. It's either Cindy mm. Lauper or it's Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah. Didn't the Bangles do a cover of um, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun? I can't remember, actually. Mm. No, I do yeah. like Cindy Lauper. And, though, yeah. and, and the, I'll probably get into trouble because it's probably Lauper, not Lauper. But oh, I, well, I, don't I, know. I knew you meant. L- Lauper. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Lauper. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Carry on, carry on, <laughs> carry on with the story. Sorry to interrupt, man. I'm very far, Bad I'm Michael. Very sorry. Bad Michael. So anyway, I lasted eight months. I'm like, oh, this is just so boring. Oh, this is not me. So I then got a job back in veterinary practice. Um, but I f- like not in Surrey, in North Yorkshire. Obviously. All right. Yeah. Um, because that's, I just met my husband. And that was small animal practice again? or uh... No. <laughs> Mixed. That was mixed practice. Okay. So wow. I'd worked in Surrey. We're yeah. in small animal with Judy Dench as a client. <clears throat> you know, it was all very, very, you know, Surrey. Yes. Um, and then I went to North Yorkshire and I had no clue what anyone was saying. Think um, Surrey, innit? Think Surrey. <laughs> no, that's not even either, is it, Julian? No. <laughs> and yeah. But what with accents and the large animal stuff? Go on, Nora, bats you up there, isn't it? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We, we've what? interviewed, we, we've interviewed the Yorkshire vet, and he doesn't talk like that. Does he not? He's not proper Yorkshire vet. He's not, he's not proper Yorkshire. Oh. No, he'd never fed it down his trousers, and he didn't wear a flat cap like this either. Ah, oh, no. no. So you ended up in mixed practice. How long did that last? Until um, I had my first boy. So that was from 94 through to 97. Okay. Right. When I started at the practice, I was the only qualified nurse there. Right. When I left, we were training nurses and had other qualifieds. Um, Wow. It was great. It was great. Fantastic. Was that Um, your doing? A part. Well, I was involved in the process, yeah. (laughs) I had a supportive practice manager as well. So, yeah, it was, I absolutely loved it. I started going out helping with cesareans. I actually knew which end of a cow was which and what was a cow and which wasn't a cow. Helps. Which helps. Mm. It helps when um, you're trying to milk them. Yeah. 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 And also doing cesareans, really. Yeah. And, and doing cesareans. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was great. And some of the farmers, they just burst out laughing when they saw me waltz up in me like overalls. Because when we first started, the nurses were still in dresses. So when we put the wellies and the sure. um, waterproofs on over our dresses, we looked like a weeble. <laughs> yeah, because your dress was all round. <laughs> weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Mm. Push her, see if she does. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. You, you, there, there, was, there were nurse dresses, weren't there, up until about the... Uh, Late 1990s. Some yeah. people still wear them. I had the white pinny as well. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, really? and I used to, before I drove, I used to have to cycle into work. <laughs> the pinny going up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so along came, along came boy number one, who is? Max. Max. I was planning to go back to work because I'd actually said to my practice manager, 
if I have a baby, can I come back part time? And right. she was like, oh, who are you pregnant? I went, no, not yet. I'm just planning. But I need to get, <laughs> I need to get stuff sorted. So um, because Mark being in the army, he was, you know, away on tours and stuff. I knew it would have to be part time because I didn't have any family there because all my family was in, in Surrey. So, but then we got posted to Germany instead. Like oh, whereabouts? Um, Hamel, Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, I know Hamlin very well. It's lovely, isn't it? I, I lived there for many years. No, uh, I was, I was, a, I was a, an army child. My Pad father was in the British Army on the Rhine. Uh, I was born in Bielefeld. Yep. And we we around we um, spent a while in Hamlin. There's that wonderful uh, clock, isn't yep. there? With the uh, yeah, the musical the pipe, pipe yeah. Goes on there. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And all the um, stencils are the rats, so you can yes. follow the trail around. Um, yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, and um, that was um, when we drove out there when Max was about three months old. Wow. Um, and moved into the, one of the <laughs> lovely flats. Wow. Mm. So what, what did you do then? What's the old man was off doing well, soldiers um, we, and you've got a young baby or a young yeah. child? So he went away a couple of months after we got there on six-month tours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started to get a bit bored, like you do. I started doing nail clipping for pets. Um, for, for the older frows there who couldn't manage their own nails, uh, mainly, mainly for the um, British, because I didn't speak German. Mm-hmm. I learned all my numbers so I could order a Chinese takeaway, obvs, um, and how Good. to say please and thank you. Because you wouldn't <laughs> want to order a German takeaway, would you? No. No. I love, I love German cooking. Yeah. Honestly, I do, because I do a lot of building, and so sometimes you just you run out of uh, cement, yeah. plaster and stuff, cement. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, so I also then got a job in the Army Education Centre teaching computer studies to soldiers and their wives and as an admin assistant because I was a bit bored. So, how Um, did you learn your computing? Oh, no, it was in the 90s, so there were were computers. Yes, yeah, Yeah. one of my A levels was computer studies. Ah, Um, not the one you got an A in because that was drama. Yes, that was a GCSE drama, was an A. But the A-levels, the only windows then were the one, the glass ones that, that weren't on the computer. That was, yeah, it was, you know, that old. Um, so I've always been a bit of a, a geek. Right. Well, it was, it was DOS then, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it still you is. wrote stuff to go boing, boing, make a ball go across the screen. And yeah. So yeah, Germany for 18 months. I was oh. there. Mark was there for about four of them. Um, right. <laughs> but you didn't resent that at all, it sounds like. Yeah. No, no. One of the hardest things living out there was being in a UK car, mm-hmm. driving in Germany. So yeah. you just drive going steering wheel curb, curb, steering wheel, steering wheel curb, curb. I'm on the right side, curb, steering wheel curb, steering wheel curb. I'm on the, that's fine, I'm doing mm-hmm. okay. Then you turn right and it'd all go wrong. <laughs> I'm you- on the left. This is British. Yeah. This is the yeah. way to drive. Ah! And then you'd go to a car park where you'd need to press to get a ticket. Oh, yes. Uh, on the wrong side of the car. Well, the right yep. side of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm not exactly tall. I've not got long arms at the best of times. <laughs> and then the other issue as well was the um, drive through at McDonald's. You just had to buddy up yes. with someone, you know. Um, yeah. 
and and you know do it do it in runs together because um, it was just not no, possible no. What, otherwise. What you do, and I did this in France when I went there climbing a few years back, is I reversed <laughs> into the drive-through. <laughs> You see, that's Julian thinking, isn't it? That is just Julian thinking. I, I, I did tried get some that, funny look. I tried that at the toll on the auto route. <laughs> the, man, the man in blue with, with Gardner or something, John Dahmer yeah. or something. He wasn't very yeah. used at that. Oh, yeah, John, John Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of people with that name over there, isn't there? They're awful, yeah. a very common name. Yeah, yeah. But their T-shirts yeah. are cheap because they can buy them in mask, aren't they? <laughs> buy them in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Wow. So that, that got you into computing and all this virtual stuff then, Wendy, because you do you do a lot of digital, computery, yeah, so, virtual stuff now, don't you? Um, that started um, back in around 2009, Um mm-hmm. Back in the UK, I'd lived in North Devon, um, worked in a practice there. Um, and then we moved to where we are now in the Northwest. Um, right. And uh, we bought the house because mm-hmm. being in, in army accommodation, you, you're always moving around. So mm. I was heading towards back then the big 30. And I just thinking, if we don't buy a house soon, I'm going to be paying mm. mortgage when I'm like 98 still. Yeah. And I, I, I felt that I wanted some continuity for the boys as they were growing up because I had another one. They'd multiplied like we do. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, so Well, you obviously do because you knew which way a cow had to be round. I know, were, but you just, that's animals, isn't it? Oh, yeah, right. they, okay. They do things differently, really. Two legs, four legs. Okay, fair um, enough. <laughs> So um, we bought, well, I bought the house. Mark hadn't seen it, but I did give him the, the address because um, he was on tour. Generous of you. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a key for a while. But. By the way, darling, you know, you know your uh, army, army salary has just bought this house. Yeah. That was so nice. Here it is. <laughs> did, did you check his bank balance and thought, holy crap, what's happened here? <laughs> uh, and the problem with that is... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I gave him directions, so it was fine. Um, so, um, it was just to, you know, settle down and give the boys went to one primary school, one secondary school. Yeah. Well, I I lived in about 15 different houses by the time I was nine years old. Yeah. And it it is, it is unsettling. I I think it's when they start education and we said primary school. Okay. You can, Mm. But when you get to secondary school, I really wanted to to have that continuity. Yeah. But they, you know, we moved into this house before they started um, primary school. So that was cool. Before I started doing all the geeky stuff, I um, worked at Myersco College as a VNAC coordinator. So that was the MVQ in the portfolio nurse training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a while and then um, went back into clinical practice and where my geekiness got to flourish again was in setting up the webinar vet with Anthony right. Chadwick. Yeah, we've had Anthony uh, on. Yeah, yes, we have. We yeah. have. Yeah. Um, so I a Buddy um, Holly song on his guitar. Yes. It's, it's guitar. brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. So, we're back on to finish the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 
uh, that's how I started getting back more into the into <coughs> the geeky bits and right. the IT side of stuff. Cool. You stayed with Anthony Chadwick for a while, didn't you? While he was setting up um, webinar there. And, yep. Uh, yeah. You carried on doing his uh, operations. Yeah, operations manager. So when um, I was his head nurse, while well, we started the webinar vet, then Anthony sold the practice and focused purely on the webinar vet, and I stayed with him. And then in 2016, I left the webinar vet. I was my nickname was Webinar Wendy. So, um, and and I was only allowed a few friends. I was Webinar Wendy. Can I? Am I allowed to mention other companies about plugging? I'm going to anyway. Um, there was Webinar Wendy. Um, meal pledge mail on uh, pet plan Pauline. So all of my friends, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's it. They've got to, you know, match, match, match for companies. But I just felt I don't want to be webinar known as webinar Wendy forever. You know, like a, yeah. like a soap actor gets caught. What else can I sure. do? Sure. It's a bit, bit one dimensional, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I left and started my own business. Um, Malik's. And then when that wasn't quite enough, I also joined BVNA Council, so I wasn't too right. bored. And you're well, now Senior the... Vice President of BVNA? No. BVNA? I'm off the end of a conveyor oh, belt, Julian. That's it. That not I'm nothing. I, I'm no, nothing. Said, no, nothing. Oh, I'm a regional nothing. rep for BVNA. They can't right. quite get rid of me. I'm hanging on. Like okay. <laughs> so you had a very successful presidency year, I think, didn't you? Yeah. I think that's rubbish to judge, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was um, uh, president for two years, two terms. Right. It was amazing, challenging, uh, frustrating at times, um, mm-hmm. but but worth it. Amazing. Loved it. I think the fact that you were on for two years meant that you were actually able to, to, to make some changes, to not just suggest things, but to see them through a bit. Yeah, so maybe. It was, it, yeah. I think um, it, it can be very intense, so I think in the normal running thing, because, you know, you have your junior vice year to, you know, start nurturing ideas and, and, and learning and introducing, then your, your year as president and then your year as senior vice president. Mm. So, you know, it's not just for one year. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, amazing thing to do. Are there any, any things that you you felt you achieved that you're particularly proud of during that time um when i did my first president speech mm-hmm. there were some friends that i hadn't seen for years nurses to come to support me which was amazing mm-hmm. and at the end of a the speech they all came up and said oh wendy you did well. oh thank you thank you and one of them went wendy she didn't swear once <laughs> like, yes. uh, so for me on a personal level mm-hmm. Not swearing well. on your inaugural Yay. speech. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Is there, anything, is there anything you'd like to see changed about the profession that, um, uh, that, that maybe you didn't have the chance to? How long have you got? We've got as, oh. as long as you like. We, we oh, spent two days talking to Phil Lamette. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think as a profession, we've made good progress and there's still so much more we can do. I think mm-hmm. as a profession, we can be very impatient. We, mm-hmm. want ch- we want changes and we want them now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to happen in any profession. Yeah. And I think sometimes we compare ourselves to the human nursing field, mm-hmm. look at them where they are now. Yeah, but how far back do they go Yeah. yeah. compared to when we started? Yeah. Sure. I, I guess to some extent we're relying, and I say we because I am an honorary vet nurse, um, we're relying on the 
pre-existing network, aren't we? The human network as a bit of a scaffold. But um, it's, it's not always a good fit, is it? Yeah, I think we can, we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. We can look to the human nursing field. We don't necessarily need to copy everything they do. No. We can learn from their mistakes very easily as well. That's a really good thing. Things that you naturally think is a progression for a profession to be able to do and move into. They've done before. Mm. Has it worked? If not, why not? And what we yeah. can what can we do differently to prevent it going wrong if it has? Or to mm. prevent it perhaps, you know, moving better. Um, and there are some huge differences uh, ethically, what yeah, yeah. is done in human and what is not done. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't, I think, just blanket go, they do it, so we should. Right. No, no, quite. As you say, ethics is one thing. The the, the whole uh, monetary infrastructure is another thing. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Ain't no NHS for, uh, for dogs and cats. Mm. Yeah, don't get me on that one. The social go media on. campaigns that say, you know, oh, if, if everyone paid one pound more tax a month, we could have an NHS right. for pets. Yeah, because that's going to work, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I can see. Sorry. I can see the owners of uh, veterinary practices saying, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine." So the government can take over my practice. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's not go. No, discussion for another time over a beer. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about an NHS for pets then? It will work very well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's start in America first. Well, it'd be helpful if they had an NHS for humans, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think if the NHS gave out invoices, which was zero at the bottom, this is mm. what your treatment would have cost. This is what seeing a doctor would have cost. Yeah. Because there's no comparison to see. No. Yeah. So no. they look at, look at veterinary prices um, and think, oh, my God, that's a rip-off. Yes. A prescription um, cost me six quid. And yet, look, I'm paying £100 for these drugs. My Goodness me, there's something wrong here, isn't there? Yeah. All we've got to do is put the cost of what it would have been without the NHS for people, I think, to start seeing. Yeah. But, yeah. I've not got a solution for that one. I think it would be a good idea. Let's let's write that down on a postcard. Everyone who's listening, write that down on a postcard and send it to the health minister. I won't tell you who the health minister is because it's a Boris Johnson appointee and it'll change next week or the week after anyway. (laughs) <laughs> anyone know who it is now no there we go there we go absolutely okay so so nhs for pets there's a good one what about protected titles there was a petition to protect the title we didn't get enough signatures mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. carry on if every if every vet nurse and every vet signed for petition back then and got two of their relatives too, we would have got enough signatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, so do you want to explain, uh, I mean, Mike, Mike and I, and, and you know why that is important, and it is very important, I think. So at the uh, moment... But to, to a lot of our listeners, they may not know what a protected yeah. title is. So at the moment, anybody can call themselves a veterinary nurse. Mm-hmm. It's not a protected title. So when a member of public walks into a practice and sees a staff member with a badge veterinary nurse, they don't necessarily need to be a registered qualified veterinary nurse to wear that badge because veterinary nurse is not a protected title. Mm -hmm. If we are able to protect the title, we feel that we, I'm not on BV anymore, so I'm speaking for me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is no we, for royal we, Um, then as a profession, 
I think we can protect animal welfare better because the clients will know who they're seeing and what qualifications they've got. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you say veterinary nurse, it's it's a title, it's protected. You're a registered, qualified veterinary nurse, and being registered means being part of a professional body. If you're part of a professional body, you're accountable. You're accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to stay on the register. If you do anything out with the code of conduct, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the general public don't realise that. Yeah. And they'll, they'll go into a practice and, and in the best of faith, they'll accept that if someone says they're a veterinary nurse, they'll have heard of the things perhaps the veterinary nurses are allowed to do and able to do and assume that yeah. these ones are doing it uh, under the auspice of, uh, of the practice of the governing bodies of the yeah. uh, regulatory bodies. Uh, and that works badly both ways because what it means is that the, uh, the, the pet can often suffer as a result of getting poor quality treatment. And it also means that the client is perhaps less well protected. Yeah. When things go wrong, yeah. have you ever wanted to to work abroad? I, I, I'm missing out Germany, but uh, uh, what about America? Would you, would you consider going to America and doing some vet nursing? Or uh... yeah, I, I've got itchy feet. I'd love to, to travel more. I was actually looking at the volunteering in Caribbean and going oh, out yeah. and doing and oh, that'd yeah. be tough. That's that's all blue skies, blue sea, and sunshine. And sand, yeah, sand. Um, and and mosquitoes, and and yeah. So um, I think um, as um, I'm getting to an age where you know people have um, bucket lists, um, five. <laughs> um, you may want you to want to go to Hawaii. Was that? <laughs> Yeah. Am I on a different tangent here? I, I Welcome, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of a bucket list, and you may want to edit this as you see fit, I've got a it list. Begins with an F, not a B. So I'm just saying yes to stuff. Okay. In May of this year, I went swimming in the sea at eight o'clock in the morning in East Sussex off a beach with my stepmom, who is like a complete loon in the most lovely sense of the word. She does all sorts. She goes all year round and I've never done it, even though it, it's a town it, I was born in. What, this was with a swimming costume? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like glove things to keep my hands warm because it was for, for, for reason. Okay. I, I, um, see, I, I didn't see any unusual that because I, I did a bit of wild swimming. So I was thinking, yeah. yeah. And, and, and. But no, for so me, you, that's like... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is that the swimming in the sea? You're all yeah. swimming in the sea early in the morning. Probably both. Either any both combinations. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, absolutely petrified I was, but I just just did it, and that's oh, so good for you. When you say, "Do you want to work abroad?" My instinct: Yes, do it. Worry about it and get scared. You, you know, and, it, and yeah. doing this podcast. So well, <laughs> honestly, it's like no, I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, Mike and I are terrified every week. Yeah. <laughs> what What's the guest's name? Yeah. Who's she? What do they do? <laughs> what What are we going to talk about? Oh my what, God. what are we going to drink? Oh no! <laughs> Say yes, and then worry about it later. Um, okay. So when was the, when was the last time you drew blood then? 
Um, I was locuming regularly in practice um, until June of this year. Oh, wow. Okay, so you still kept your hand in then? Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. Because very often there seems to be a tendency that as as other roles come in, new companies come in, that we we tend to lose sight of of what got us there in the first place. Totally. And and just drift off, but you're still practising. So, yeah, um, I was really fortunate to um, be in touch with a vet that I worked at when I was in practice full-time and she was working at a charity place. um, And I said, can I come along and can you hold my hand and... And she, because she knew what my competence levels were when I was full-time nursing. So she knew what mm-hmm. I used to be able to achieve and she helped me get back up there. And that's so important, I think, because I was absolutely mm-hmm. petrified. Um, but I just didn't know what I was doing anymore. Um, lost my dexterity, lost, lost the actual practical capabilities. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. So for you you said until june of this year so does that mean you're not going to do any more or no it's just um i was doing a fa- i was doing a lot of shifts um um especially um last christmas to help out some local practices with covid and everything and um i think sometimes you i used to love going in and i was always the happy cheerful one mm-hmm um, trying to eat chocolate, I take my mask off and forgot my shield. Oh, okay. Have you been eating? Oh, Wendy, it's poo. It's just just something smeared on me. You know, it was a fun one. We had a laugh. Um, but then, you know, the, the stress and the and the pressure in practice, I started not being the fun one. Mm-hmm. Do, do you and think the pressure I, has increased yeah, over the last? Totally. Probably? Totally. With COVID and lockdown, the pressure working full-time in clinical practice is so hard is so hard um hats off to everyone who's continued working full-time with the all the restrictions the pressures from clients the clients expectations um and you know it's for the car park shuffle as well when you're trying to keep your distance and they're stepping towards you and you're stepping back you know during the lockdown and just having a go at you because they can't you're stopping me coming to practice no put a mask on and you can come in um oh yeah it was just mm. got a bit heavy mm. um so i thought let's rather than get to a place where i didn't enjoy it properly didn't enjoy it anymore i'm very fortunate and i appreciate that let's step that back for a bit mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. a break for a few months yeah 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 and then you and know, that's fine yeah absolutely but i'm absolutely. i know i'm really fortunate to be able to do that because i've got yeah. my consultancy as well Mm-hmm. I'd say you're not fortunate. I'd say you've worked really hard. You've pushed for your career to go in directions that you perhaps didn't know at the time you wanted them to go in. You've taken breaks. You haven't had them fall into your lap. You, you, you've taken those opportunities, mm. and so you deserve it. You yeah. know, don't, don't, don't put yourself down there, Wendy. I think you've, you've you. really worked for what you've got and deserve it. Thank yeah. you. I'm going red now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that, Julian. For, I'll get you back. For those for those people not watching but listening, Wendy's got a lovely <laughs> bright pink colour and um, shows she's well perfused. <laughs> yes, get that pulse ox on now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Julian. Yeah, so, all good. Wendy, you, you've you've seen the uh, Ramblings before, haven't you? Yes, and and you've seen. 
you've seen the uh, torture that we put people through for just, just a minute or so. This torture called 60-second CPD. Yeah. Are you, you up for it? No. No, 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 you said, you, you said earlier on <laughs> that you just say yes to everything and it doesn't matter and yeah. you'll throw yourself in and you'll do it. We've got that on tape. That is recorded. This is part of the show. No, it was photoshopped. It wasn't me. No, okay. <laughs> right, okay. We're, we're pretty good, but we're, we're not into that virtual... Um, no. What do they call that stuff where you, you edit words into people's mouths that they didn't Fraud. ever say? Politics. Fraud. Politics. Yeah. <laughs> Let me have a look. No, the same thing. The same thing. So no. I've I've got my magic clock timer machine here. Oh, Wendy, sixty yes. seconds CPD. What are you going to give us sixty seconds worth of CPD on? Um, don't know. Um, I'm going to do um, stand up and speak up as an RVN. Stand up and speak up as an RVN. Okay, right. So let's. Uh, That's intriguing. It, it sounds fascinating to me. Right, so let's get this set up. So, Wendy Nevins, RVN, 60 seconds on stand up and speak up as an RVN, starting now. Okay, so um, stand up and speak up as an RVN for yourself and others. We all want change in the profession, but it takes us to actually stand up and speak up. So it's very easy when you see RCVS consultations, BVNA consultations going around to say, I'm not going to bother filling out because nothing ever changes. Well, if you don't participate, nothing is ever going to change. Nothing changes quickly. No changes happen overnight. So the way to make changes happen is, um, for, I feel, is to be consistent, to participate um, and to be um, proactive in encouraging others to participate in consultations making sure your voice is heard and others and if you want to get involved more join one of the representative associations put your money where your mouth is um, and you know participate and if anybody wants to speak to me independently individually about bvna and being part of council let me know i've just run out of time very good Perfect. I, I guess what it means I thought is it was very good. when you when you get those surveys come through from the BVA or from the BVNA or from the RCVS, fill them in. Yeah, it, it's, I know it's really easy to go. Well, I feel f everyone that comes in, nothing ever changes. Yeah. Um, but it's not always the loudest voice that wins. It's not about shouting the loudest. It's being consistent and yeah, yeah. participating and persevering yeah. and being constructive and helping others as well okay so well, i get off my soapbox now no no don't get off your soapbox. <laughs> no, no. i like we you on your soapbox <laughs> we like you on your soapbox so all right so you, you've hit a number of a number of threads tonight a, a, a sort of a, a steely determination stubbornness yeah and you, you're saying that things don't happen overnight you've got to you've got to have that mm. steely resolve and it's it's a drip drip perseverance on that okay so what i'd like you to do here we go. I'd like you be very, be very afraid. <laughs> okay. So on those on those topics, yeah. if you were going to write a letter to your 18-year-old self, what would you uh, put in it?
So there's a few few things I'd say. Mm-hmm. You'll never be as skinny as you are now. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, is that the sort of thing you were thinking of? Carry on. <laughs> um, this is your letter to you, so that's it? fine. You're, we're just privileged that you're sharing it with us. Don't sweat the small stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you'll, you, you, you'll get there in the end. But just keep going. Plod on through. Yeah. Every step you take, um, just keep stepping. I'll be watching you. I know it's all one song. One song. <laughs> oh, songs again. <laughs> um but, you know, progress is progress no matter how big it is. So I'll never forget the feeling when I opened my GCSE results the first time mm-hmm. and I got one. That was it. I was like, I'm a complete failure. I've got mm-hmm. one GCSE. In my previous high school, I was in the top sets for everything. But was it an ology? An ology? She's a scientist. You got an ology? Yay. I love that. <laughs> I love Maureen Littman. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I apologise so, to everyone know. listening. That was a, a 1970s pop culture reference to uh, Maureen Lipman advert for BT, yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she took the scroll off. It's just difficult. Yeah. And then she put it back on. Gonology. Gonology. And pottery. And pottery, wasn't it? Quite sociology. What sociology? Yeah. Yeah. You've got, you got an ology. That's science. You're a scientist. I just got a drama llama. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So going from there. Mm-hmm. So, like, thinking my my mum's gonna kill me. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then, yeah, and then not finishing my A levels as well. I've always thought mm, I never went to uni. Could have done so much better. But actually, you know, I'm so proud of all I've achieved. Quite rightly so. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, people say, would you go back and change anything? Well, no, because that would have changed everything that happened after. It, it's, it's the journey, isn't it? Yeah. It's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. the destination. We hear that from so many other people when we speak to them. It's uh, when they consider at one stage that they've not got the grades, not got the job, not got an opportunity they wanted, mm. then at the time they see it as a failing. And yeah, they see totally. themselves as a failure. Yeah. And then... Fast forward 10 years, not even that in many mm. cases. And, and, and those uh, those missteps that you take in life sometimes prove to be the most powerful and important things you ever do. And the things that impact on, on yourself and, you, you, and like GCSE results. Um, but no one else here, no one in a profession knows until I tell them. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, does it actually matter? Probably at the time, not. it was huge. At yeah. the time, it was the, huge. It is absolutely huge. And I, you know, I, I think now the stress I had during O-levels. And yeah. Was it was it important? No, not at all. Mm. I think anyone ever asks me, and nor, nor ever will, what did I no. get for O-levels? No. <laughs> or A-levels. Yeah, yeah. But then something that I'm also immensely proud of, and everyone at, I think, BVNA Congress back in 2019 saw it. I brought my boys along, um, and I was just, like, bursting. Um, So apart from my profession um, and what I've achieved there, those two are just 
Yeah. And they've, they've, they've both been to uni, which I didn't do. I'm like, yes, you go for it. Um, and I'm just, just so proud of both of them. Quite rightly so. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I see no better way to, to, to wrap up than that. Absolutely. Really? I think, yeah, I mean, what does it leave for us to say other than if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, don't forget to subscribe, pick us up, we'll have another great guest on next week and uh, drop us a line, let us know what you're thinking, ask us any questions and if you want us to cover a topic that you particularly like or have got an interest in, tell us and we'll do what we can. Wendy, it's been an absolute privilege to interview you this evening. It's been Thank wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank loved, you so much. Loved your story and hearing about your steely determination to succeed. And I have to say, from everything that I know of you, you have succeeded. You've done very, very well. So I'll shall raise. We, oh, oh sorry. We give, there, we're, we're, we're almost forgetting in our in our. No. In our hate to, to to bestow you with gratitude. Oh, we're almost forgetting. You've given us an amazing CV yeah. tonight. You have, and, and we've got a certificate. Oh, thank you. Because you know, webinar vet and all of these other CPD providers, they're nothing on veterinary ramblings. Absolutely. This is CPD we provide. Here we go. This says it's certificate to certify stuff. And it says this certifies that we have learned some stuff. Yep. We are certainly more educated than we were a short while ago. Very clever, clever us. Thank you. And look, there's a still on there. Yep. Yep. And there's and there's a cow because cow. Uh, you used to work yep. with cows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's there's a cat's jaw because you used to work with cats. Mm-hmm. And you said first of all that you were afraid afraid of blood. So there's a there's a blood spatter that, as pure luck would have it, it's just it like a heart. Isn't that amazing? That that was on the floor. Such a bespoke certificate, isn't yeah. it? And uh, and there's there's me. Would you believe? In my previous role, Mike didn't go to see me in that. My previous role in Amdram. Yeah. Uh, made up to look like a, a younger person there. Much oh, no, sorry, yeah. an, eight, an 80 year old. An oh. 80 year old. Excellent stuff. That's brilliant. <laughs> thank That's, you so much. You're very, very well. Thank you, Wendy. That's yeah, absolutely amazing. You. So I'm going to raise, raise me, me rum mug to you. Thank you. Say, <laughs> raise my Winnie the Pooh Coca Cola. Yeah, fair enough. May your dog go with you. Thank you. May your dog go with you. Cheers, Wendy. Join us next week on Veterinary Ramblings as we sit down with someone who is truly inspirational. She really is, Mike, and she has an awe-inspiring story to share with us all. Hey, we don't want to give too much away now, but be sure not to miss out on next week's guest, Sarah Cotton. Stay tuned. See you next week. Bye. Bye.